Hey, how you doing, listeners? This is uh, Gina Versa here with another episode of the Waffle Press Podcast. Um, this is uh, me solo again. Um, Diego is not here for this episode. Uh, we might have a divorce coming in soon, but we will see. But uh, we are currently on separation, I guess. But no, no. But it's all good. It's all good. We have uh, some cool guests for us this recording. Um, this is interesting because it's like I have uh, have some work friends on this episode. So let me introduce uh, my first uh, good friend here, Ryan Heckle. How are you doing, Ryan? Hello. Uh, we're friends. Mm-hmm. Work friends. I think you could separate work. Drop the word. Friends comes first. Oh, okay. There we go. And uh, yeah, you work with me at G4 TV. Um, I think you're my boss. I think so. Sure. <laughs> I was going to say, right cool move introducing boss. your boss first. That, it, that was a good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would say so. I would hope so. And we also have another good friend, uh, Coy Gray Wolf Perry. How are you doing, Coy? Hello, I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, I agree with Ryan. Uh, the second we went to a movie together, the work from a work friend title dropped. Ah, and it was okay. just friend. Just friends. So okay. happy to be here on a friend's podcast. There we go. Friends for life. But yeah, it's good. It's good having you guys. I've been trying to uh, have you on for a bit. Um, you guys both love movies. And yeah, we always uh, talk crap or appreciate films on our on our calls during work, making fun of Texas Chainsaw Massacre for being bad. We're good. You like it? Yeah, I like the new one. Thank you. I, I, I did like it too. I think Gene, you're alone on this. Gene, oh, okay. I will. I will. Uh-huh. I'm going to blame you entirely oh. for me having watched the entire franchise leading up to the new one, because I think I was supposed to be on this show, oh. and I was like, I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to watch every Texas Chainsaw oh, movie I haven't seen, which is all of them past two mm-hmm. before the new one. Hated all of them pretty much. <laughs> no, two is good. Two is good. Two, two is great. Yeah, past great. two though. Yeah. One and two, yeah. great. Didn't really like any it's of a, them until like a, the new one. There's a 3D one. There's a three. Yeah, that one's okay. Yeah, there's like yeah. Uh, the new one. Also, like I'll to the asterisk. Mm-hmm. The new one is not a good movie, but mm-hmm. I oh, had a blast. Oh. Yeah, I like it, but I will absolutely admit that it has a lot of problems, and I understand why people don't like it, mm-hmm. but. Having watched six movies I definitely didn't like in a row that were completely creatively bankrupt, mm-hmm. and then watching the new one, which had a ton of stuff in it that I was like, hey, this is different. Yeah. As, as dumb as this is, as dumb yes. as a Tesla <laughs> autopilot decapitation is, mm-hmm. I'm in for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it made some interesting choices. We, we, will, we will leave it at that. We'll leave yeah. it at that. We'll <laughs> go from there. Um, yeah, so this guy's this is your first time on a podcast, guys. Hopefully, feeling good. Yeah, um, you know, we usually start out just kind of just any movies you've been watching lately. Um, I know we're going to talk about Beyond Fest, but I guess non Beyond Fest movies. Quite just watched six movies in a row yesterday. I did, oh. yeah. I am, uh, yesterday I went to the annual New Bev uh, horrorthon, uh, oh. which I, I, I love doing that. It's just Sounded great a great excuse to go see four or six movies that you've never seen and or heard of before mm-hmm. uh so yeah last night's lineup was pretty fun uh some surprises in there uh something that i would outline that i didn't anticipate liking was a uh, a 1957 film called the black scorpion which was a giant scorpion movie okay and it was super dope it was like 
kind of cheesy, like, like you know, B movie. Yeah, but also yeah. like really brutal for like a fifties film where like people you like see people get picked up and like snapped in half by this <laughs> giant scorpion with this like there's they keep cutting to this like close up of like the face and it's like mm-hmm. a, clearly it's like um like a like a model shot of the face where it's got like its eyes are bulging out and it's like dripping this like goo from its mouth and it's mm-hmm. hissing and it's like really scary for 1957 like i can't imagine walking into a theater back in the day and sitting down and this being on the screen because like it's gnarly it's it's pretty it's pretty uh pretty gross but mm-hmm. a lot of fun for a uh uh a movie of that era a black yeah. and white too which is oh. kind of cool which kind of added to the the total like immersiveness of the like the it's it's set in mexico okay in like this particular region where all these volcanoes are erupting and it's like Uh destroying the landscape so there's all these big matte shots of like a giant volcano in the background and just like smoke coming out of the ground and like this like little jeep driving around kind of like excavating and and looking it it was it was a lot of fun oh okay yeah it was uh it reminds me of them the ant movie yeah it was it's definitely similar vibe uh but yeah it was a fun time yeah, yeah, I I went to the horathon like seven years ago. So it's a long time ago, and uh, they they play some interesting films. It's like yeah. whatever whatever horror movie Tarantino is obsessing about. Yeah, it's year. it's usually you usually I've been maybe three or four times, and I can usually walk away with at least two movies that like stick with me. Yeah, uh, like previous years, like they opened with Edge of the Axe, which is a great like spanish slasher okay it has some really weird stuff in it like there's a whole like computer subplot and like the 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 mask for the killer is really cool it's like a pla- he has like a plaster head and like just like never heard of this love it yeah total total fun time with the crowd oh stuff like that it's always fun yeah. to like walk in and walk out with something like i will always remember this experience yeah yeah the new bev crowd is always great except yeah. if uh you're watching the nice guys <laughs> oh no what were happened? they wait yeah i was there for the nice guys were they yeah. not into it no you you were saying someone asked shane black oh my gosh <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, q and a's that's that's q and a's anyway q and a's yeah that's yeah true. which i'm sure we'll mention at some point during our cringe, beyond yeah. Fest discussion is they're always the worst yeah. part of any experience Oof, i've had cringe. some i've had some of the worst q and a's in my life at beyond fest <laughs> like painful painful like look at the just look at your shoes yeah like, don't <laughs> like i gotta get out of here embarrassed <laughs> for them yeah 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 more but, power to those people that'll ask a question to like william friedkin mm-hmm. about uh nfts or something but yeah. like uh don't do that <laughs> yeah like ask him what what characters would you want funko pops of in your movies and he'll be like what the fuck are you asking exactly me? my like, favorite yeah. is when is when the person uh who's getting a question asks them just here's the question and doesn't understand what the question is that's the best <laughs> yeah those are just awkward you need like I don't know if you're going to ask the question, be like pretty direct about it. Cause it's like, you know, what's the point then? Yeah. Get to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ryan, have you seen any interesting films? I haven't seen anything new recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyond Fest is kind of dominating my, my movie going mm-hmm. uh, this month, but I did rewatch some, some, some good ones that, uh, I don't know. We rewatched Constantine the other day. Cause I oh, saw okay. the, the news of, Oh, I've never seen that. I'm actually going back to the well and mm-hmm. giving a full Keanu sequel. And I was like, this yeah. movie rules. Like I liked it as a as a kid. Yeah. Um, 
don't know. I don't know why. Like the the spooky Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, it goes darker than I I remember it going. It's great. Yeah. Um, it, mm. Yeah. Constantine's good. Um, what else did I watch recently? I watched Wind River for the first time like a oh, month the, ago. The one with I slept Wilson. on that. Yeah. yeah. Taylor Sheridan one. Mm-hmm. That's I good. See that too. Dude, yeah, that movie's real good. Yeah, it's uh not surprisingly really well made. Um, that came out of nowhere too. And, yeah, I'm uh, a big Hell or High Water guy. So like that's a good double if you. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Well, you haven't seen either, right? I haven't seen either. Yeah, I'm, I've been sleeping on Sheridan besides Sicario, yeah. which he wrote, and so, I love Sicario. Haven't seen the second one, which I think mm-hmm. he directed. Mm-hmm. He okay. didn't direct it. You he didn't direct it. Okay, okay. He he wrote that one too, though, right? Like he's still creatively involved. Yeah, you know, the he, ca- one. he cashed that check. You know. <laughs> the <laughs> only thing I know about the second nice movie to get paid. is from the trailer when Benicio del Toro unloads like an entire like pistol clip into someone. By he like sticks his finger in, into the trigger and like just jams almost oh, kind of like when yeah. you're fanning the hammer of like a, of a revolver, yeah. but he does it on like a mat, like a like a, a Glock. Yeah. So there's no hammer to fan, but he's like, I'm just gonna pull this trigger as fast as possible. <laughs> that that it sticks in my head when anybody <laughs> says Sicario too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but any good movies? Any good movies? Anyone? Did anyone see? Uh, oh, sorry. I've seen a ton. I don't want to front load the episode with oh, uh, yeah. a bunch of non Beyond Fest stuff, but uh, sure. I have been. Uh, I did the math yesterday. Uh, I've seen 33 films this month, and it wow. is the as of the 15th of October. <laughs> you still have like the rest so, of the month. Yeah, <laughs> halfway through, and I haven't even. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen some stuff. Uh, non beyond fest related that i uh didn't care for okay, um yeah. hot takes are very appreciated here i don't know if it's a hot take but the new dario argento is a total skip for me dark oh, glasses yeah uh it's just flat yeah. it's just not worth watching uh i would not recommend it really to oh, people who are a fan of argento or not it's it's i feel i feel about it the way that i feel i i don't feel this way but a lot of people, when they saw the new Cronenberg, Crimes of the Future, yeah, they were like, "What? This isn't body horror. This is just kind of like it's like a character movie. Like, what's yeah. happening? Like, it's not interesting." I love that movie. I, I really liked it, but it's not a body horror film. I, no. I wouldn't even say it's a horror film. No. Whereas with Dark Glasses, I I feel kind of similarly, where it's like it's a giallo film, but like for like forty minutes, there's like no giallo stuff. Huh. Like it's just kind of like this blind woman and this Chinese kid kind of hanging out, and that's I'm just like I, I'm not really interested in these characters. They don't really like develop or change over the course of the film. They're just together and kind of yeah. like dealing with. Uh, Hearing it's a a bummer and a snoozer is at least like a little comforting because I remember yeah. reading that that <laughs> plot when they announced it, and I yeah. was like, oh no, this could be so. This could be such a disaster. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm glad it's just bad and it's not offensive. So I absolutely understand yes. that. But I also kind of wish it was more noteworthy of, of a disaster movie. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? More I wish it was like, yeah, like I feel the same way about Halloween ends. Halloween I wish ends, we did we'll, more interesting we'll things. <laughs> or like bigger swings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Dark Glasses oh, yeah, doesn't do anything yeah. really interesting. It's just kind of like a it feels like a script he's had sitting in a drawer since 2002, which is exactly what it is. He mm. like wrote it, 
had funding for it. And then the company that was supposed to make it 20 years ago dissolved. And he's like, whatever. And yeah. just never made it. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't, like, wouldn't recommend. Okay. Uh, not for me. And I'm a huge Argento guy, yeah. but that one just didn't work for me. Damn. Well, you know, it's on Shutter. It's you know, 99 a month. God bless Shutter. Yeah, they're good. Putting out everything and anything. <laughs> just any, yeah. Some great stuff on there, like new new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadstream, Deadstream, good new yeah. movie. But definitely uh, worth checking out. That movie's fun. Yeah, Creep Show. Most of the episodes are good. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, most of them. Most of them. Hey, they're yeah. still making it. Somebody's got to carry it. that torch. That's cool. I was gonna say, uh, one film I saw on Beyond Fest, and uh, I think you guys will. Oh no, be surprised, but kind of enjoyed the monsters. Kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know, you were maybe. saying it was kind of uh, kind of fun. It was just tell like, me on the monsters, Gene. Yeah. What's up sure. with the monsters? <laughs> it's just like it's just it reminds me of like I don't know like those '90s sort of like readaptions of like the Beverly Hillbillies or like the Flintstones. But in oh like yeah, action. you were saying it felt like an ABC Family original, yeah, kind of thing? like an ABC Family original. Here's Casper. Yeah, the beginning. That's <laughs> I could see that. I could see the appeal yeah. in that. Yeah, if I was like maybe ten or twelve, I'd be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, in the, in the yeah. hard shell VHS box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I won't watch that now. <laughs> yeah. But if I maybe if I had a kid who was like, "Can we watch this?" I'd be like, "Sure, why not?" Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe not show him the other Rob Zombie movies, but you know. No, <laughs> well, I, actually, the double I was planning was House of a Thousand Corpses and The Monsters, <laughs> and we would go in that order to kind yeah. of see how they feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting at least um i wish he could have shot it in black and white um it doesn't feel like a rob zombie movie um the the acting is pretty interesting his wife isn't too bad even though he just kind of cast her interesting is a fun word to pick gene why yeah. why is it interesting? yeah I, gene i don't know if you know this but interesting uh-huh. is what john carpenter said about halloween ends oh, very true. diplomatically when he was asked recently <laughs> if he likes the movie it's very interesting, interesting. Yeah. very interesting I, w- I would say it's it's uh it's it's a little fun movie it's like you know if you have like nothing to do for like an hour and 30 and you just want to chill or whatever uh you know you can just watch it or put it on at a halloween party and you're like oh okay you're watching it in the background and it's no. like, it's not you, terrible. It's not bad. Do you think it would do better? Would it be a better experience if it got the uh, the blood and chrome uh, experience, a la Fury Road, where it's oh, like just put a black life. and white filter over it and watch it like that? Would that be a better movie to you? Maybe. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Rob, I mean, if you're listening, look mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. Call, call up yeah. Uh, Universal. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know. Produced it, and you know, Netflix uh, Rob, put the uh, black and yeah. white button. Yeah, yeah, you know, Robert Zombie. If you're listening to vaccines aren't <laughs> bad, you should probably get vaccinated. I, I don't know where I heard that about him, but I didn't know he, he might not be. Well, you know, but zombies anyway. can't die, so he's yeah. he's, fine. Yeah, he's yeah. already undead, so he doesn't need yeah, a shot. Still, yeah, yeah, but maybe he probably should have. Maybe you know, he'll listen to this and be like, all right. I should stop listening to my wife about this, you know. Yeah. Hop I should... into my Dragula and go yeah. get the vaccine. Some guys out to uh to that grandma singing Dragula karaoke. Oh, have yeah. you seen that video? That's I have it. You have to send that to me. I'll, I'll find it's it. To you. That was it's my great. that was my favorite song to bop in fifth grade. So you know. Oh, you're gonna love this video. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, just kind of uh, going to our main topic of discussion: Beyond Fest um this is a great festival in la if any listeners outside of california or los angeles 
um, don't know about this, this is a, a screening that happens every year around October. Um, it's uh, ran by Christian Parks and Grant Moniger. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah, they've been running this for 10 years now. So that's cool. And yeah, you know, they, they uh, have it at the Cinematheque. It's, it's amazing. It's great. They just put out like early screenings, a lot of retrospectives of earlier movies. And it's always a fun time. I, I try to go every year. I was unfortunately able to go last year, but it was what it was. But guys, what's, uh, what's your experience like going to Beyond Fest? What was everyone's first Beyond well, real, real quick, I do want to shout out two things. Okay. I want to shout out Evram Ursoy, who I believe is the head programmer or one of the head programmers for Beyond Fest. Okay. Uh, you've probably seen him. He's got the long hair. He yes. intros a ton of the films. He's definitely like right up there with Christian and, and Grant from what I understand. Yes. Okay. And on top of that, I believe, and I don't know if this is like a marketing thing mm -hmm. or if it's real, but I believe Beyond Fest is the highest attended genre film festival in the United States. I don't doubt that. <laughs> which is, which, yeah, which if you've been to a Beyond Fest screening in a, the Legion or the Chinese Theater, yeah. you know, it's a lot of people go to those screenings. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. They're fun, dude. What was, uh, do, you remember, do you remember what your, your first screening was? Because I, I could remember mine if anyone wants me to go first. Ryan, I think you've been the earliest, haven't you? Yeah, that's, I, I don't remember if I, if I'm, if I'm the one who told you and Mike about Beyond Fest when I first met y'all, because it was like right around, October, probably actually you guys going you guys gotta go i remember mm -hmm. mike being like what what the hell is this mm -hmm. i i have a hard time remembering if my first year was was 2015 or 2016 i even tried looking back yeah because i know the first screening i went to was uh was a fritzy uh fritzy fulci um like the live live compositions for the beyond and i looked back and i was like oh they did that in 2015 and 2016 yeah I was having a hard time looking back at their archives and being like, when did I go first? Yeah, I was trying to remember too. And I was also like, okay, I know that there was a violent Western, mm -hmm. uh, but then 2015 had Bone Tomahawk and 2016 oh. had In a Valley of Violence. And I was like, I don't know what year I went. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the Fritzi Fulci, um, Fritzi 2 Fulci was my my first Beyond Fest experience. A buddy of mine who I was working with at, at Paramount, uh, like had an extra ticket, like, asked if i wanted to go i was like i've never heard of beyond fest this sounds great um so that was like the only thing i did my first year i remember and uh have been going ever since was was um, that fabio fritzi um was that a, a live rescoring or was it like where they do mm -hmm. a little live set and then the movie is rescored it's like a new no no they were they were playing live the whole film awesome cool. That's like they, really were, cool. they had like they had uh they had a singer was doing the most like banshee like oh, wow. wailing stuff to go like you know because you, you yeah all italian horror has that yeah that banshee wailing singing <laughs> voice yeah. <laughs> yeah look at a uh, no, it, it was wild um because i don't know the lighting worked for the for them oh, right underneath cool. the screen too so she looked like a ghost it was it was an experience for sure that's awesome yeah. only at beyond fest can yeah. you have an experience like that i've had a, really? a couple pretty similar it's great mm -hmm. uh my first uh so I was looking back at their their website. It used to be really easy to tell, um, like they used to have all of their schedules archived. Okay. And like by year, you could like sort like by year, like oh here's 2017. You just click on it. it's like as if it was like the listing for going and buying tickets. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a little different now. Um, yeah. they kind of just put like every year before 2022 on like one page. 
So it's kind of hard to tell what year is. Go to the Cinematech site. They have it all. Oh, see, I should have done that. Well, I figured it out. Uh, My first, I'm going to say I might have been to one or two, not realizing they were Beyond Fest screenings. But the first time that I was like, I'm going to Beyond Fest. This is what I'm going to was um, the Shaping of Rage, which was their Cronenberg marathon. Mm -hmm. They did, uh, it was four films. It was Shivers, Rabid, The Brood, and Scanners. And then after that, there was a separate uh, ticket for Dead Ringers. And then Cronenberg did a Q&A afterwards. So my first Beyond Fest experience was five Cronenberg films in a row at the Egyptian Theater's packed house. And then Cronenberg came out and did like, the first Q&A he had done in like five or six years or something. Wow. It was amazing. It was like, all right, I'm a lifer. I'm hooked into the Beyond Fest ecosystem. I'm I'm, I'm doing this every year from now on. And it was yeah. incredible. It was amazing. Dude. And that's where you got that shirt too. That's where I got the shirt that I have on in my profile picture, yeah, <laughs> which underneath that tape says Cronenberg for president. Mm-hmm. My first Beyond Fest screening, I caught a shirt and I couldn't oh. believe it. It's something that they do at every yeah. screening is they throw out free shirts to hype up the audience up before the show. I'm, I'm so pissed for first screening. <laughs> I, I've been going to I've been going to Beyond Fest for six or seven years and I mm-hmm. finally got a free shirt at Halloween ends at the last oh, movie awesome. of Beyond after you Fest. bought a shirt. After I did buy <laughs> two shirts. So I got yeah. two at least they're two different Beyond yeah, Fest ten true. shirts. But yeah. did you get it uh, for the throw? Or if anyone doesn't know, they have a, a t shirt gun which they shoot and launch it I, I got it because they they have the rucking Fodden sponsorship and uh, i'm wearing rucking Fodden to all the the screenings being like i'm wearing it please give me a free shirt yeah. brian Apple, stood up last one stood up out of his seat and ran over and was like i'm wearing an empire strikes back rucking Fodden shirt please give me a free t-shirt like, okay okay <laughs> oh, <really> one. <laughs> yeah dude that's that's great because uh this year too I got I got my first free shirt as well. Yeah, right are now. You, is he wearing it right now? I'm wearing it right now. Have you yeah. told that story on the pod? Because I I no. love that story. All right, we'll, <laughs> I will say it right now because it's uh, I was telling you and uh, telling Ryan yeah how I got it, which was uh, during the screening of Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night. Yeah, uh, after after Shin Ultraman, right? After Shin Ultraman, which yeah. we'll talk we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they were throwing in the crowd. I locked eyes with the person throwing it. They looked at me. They kind of nodded. They threw the shirt into the audience. I got my hand. It hit my hand. Uh, went to the ground. So it was like you know when the fat, when the balls get hit into the baseball stadiums. The guy next to me started reaching for it. I immediately, without it, like instinct, put my foot down. Stepped on the shirt. He was trying to trying to you take literally it. Literally put your foot down. Yeah. <laughs> He was trying to take it. I was like, I'm not letting it go, motherfucker. So I was like, <laughs> I, was gra- I was like reaching for it. He's still grabbing it. Got it. And like, I was like going like this and gory. And then he was like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, you know. And you spit on him. No. no. He was out. like, he was like, GG. He's like, oh, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have fit me anyway. He's like, oh, you know. Respect. I immediately, as soon as I heard that, I immediately thought about that episode of SpongeBob. Where Mr. Krabs grabs that dude's arm because he's picking up a nickel. Do you remember what I'm talking? <laughs> yeah. Where he goes in to pick up like a penny off the floor, and Mr. Krabs with his giant claws like grabs his tiny little arm, and he goes, "Dude, you're crushing my arm!" Like that's what I thought about as soon as I heard you like stomped on that shirt. Yeah. I was like, "Dude, Gene will kill somebody for that shirt." <laughs> I really wanted the shirt. You know, it's like it's worth it's it. How much you want it at the end of the day? But yeah. I didn't. I didn't step on him. Yeah, step I step on his arm. Didn't hurt. You know, didn't hurt the guy. I broke his fingers. Yeah. yeah he bled for it but it's mine <laughs> yeah That's it great. was it was a good time uh yeah my first uh screening was uh texas chainsaw massacre in 2016 
So I, I don't, I think, I don't know how I was aware of it. Probably Twitter, something like that. Was anybody there for Q&A or was it just like a 35 millimeter? Yeah, it was just preparatory a, screening. Yeah, it was just a 35 millimeter. Me and my uh, co-host of this podcast went together. It was really good. We had a good time. I think that was probably maybe my first time seeing Texas Chainsaw. That's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. a great way to do it. The yeah. best way to see classics for the first time is with a Beyond Best crowd. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's like around, everyone yeah. was cheering. That's awesome. Leatherface, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was it, 2016. So it was a good year. Yeah, and then I was hooked. Been going ever since, except last year, but doesn't count. Doesn't count. But yeah, um, you know, that's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun experience. I'd recommend. How come you? How come you didn't go last year? What happened? Uh, I only bought uh, like one or two tickets, and I ended up having to work that particular week on a on a commercial that was in Arizona. So <sighs> that sucks. Good. I, I had a similar experience this year where I had tickets to something I was very excited for and couldn't go. And that's the worst feeling. You're like, I fought for these tickets and now I can't go. <laughs> what, what was it for? What was it? Uh, it was the Rajamoli triple feature uh, the day after RRR. Uh, uh, I was supposed to go to that and then I had a family thing that popped up and I was like, well, can't go to this. <laughs> yeah. Someday. And, okay, cool. So yeah, um, Beyond Fest, I would recommend anyone going. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's a great way to go. Did anyone go in uh, 2020? Yes. We would, so, uh, Ryan I and I so? went a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did that. Yeah, the drive-thru. Yeah. Or the drive-thru. I just remember because I was doing the Beyond Fest, the drive-thru stuff throughout the year. I didn't know. I couldn't remember if it was like that was Beyond Fest or if there was like a special Beyond Fest. So they did a really cool thing during the pandemic where obviously every movie theater is closed, mm-hmm. but there is a drive-in theater in uh, Pomona, yep. um, in between yeah. Pomona and uh, I think Ontario. Mission Tiki. Um, yeah, the Mission Tiki Close drive-in, uh, which is way closer to me than any other Beyond Fest screening. So I was all over it. Uh, they did like over the summer of 2020, they did like every other weekend, they were just doing random double features that were like Beyond Fest by name, but it wasn't like Beyond Fest proper, where it was like two weeks solid. It was like, hey, here's like a double of like uh, The Thing and Fargo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, uh, here's The Fly and The Blob. It's like, awesome. Those are great drive-in movies. Uh, Misery and St. Maud. Yeah. Yeah. So that was during beyond fest proper when they were like all right let's get some new stuff here let's host these where like they came out and like introed the film in person uh and stuff like that they had like uh some like debuts like you said saint mod uh synchronic like had a like its west coast premiere at this drive-in uh stuff like that which is like so awesome for them to be able to like bring in the lowest point of uh you know the theatrical experience of the height of covid to bring like movies to people on the big screen in mm-hmm. any way possible. It was amazing. Like yeah. seeing like possessor uncut, like a movie that like kind of came out of nowhere. And it was like such a cool movie to see, like in the height of COVID yeah. <laughs> at, uh, at a drive-in. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. It was cool, man. It was good, dude. Uh, Ryan, did you go to any of those? Yeah. Yeah. I was at a few of them. It turns out, I, I don't know the, 2020 especially as a year is kind of a blur but mm-hmm. yeah did a couple of the beyond fest doubles um a few of the ones coy listed i think uh fargo 
and the, the uh, thing in Fargo. I think the was thing like, in Fargo. I think it was one of the last ones they did in December mm-hmm. or like November or something of 2020. That was that was yeah. dope. That was a good I see double. the thing anytime I can. Yeah. Um, Fun thing about that screening, uh, I brought my brother, who is eight years younger than me, who oh. had never seen the thing. Nice. And to watch that movie through the like lens of someone who's never seen it before and hasn't seen a whole lot like it, mm-hmm. to see him like react to like the big moments in that film, that's my favorite movie. So to like take my brother who hadn't seen anything like that before, be like, and we're in the car, so like he's he's like able to kind of like emote yeah. and be loud about it, like during like the the like um like the chest opening scene when that jump scare happens, he was like, oh my god, like he like screamed, he's like, this is great, this is the best, like this is why I came to this screening. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, thank you, Beyond Fest. <laughs> Dude, that was good. Yeah, um, thing at a at a separate Beyond Fest too, right? Was that a that seventy mil print? Was that yeah? Beyond they showed yeah. I think so. Yeah, they've shown it a couple times. I didn't go to that one. I think it was at the Egyptian a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, I was at that one. I got a big group for that one, and for also a lot of people who'd never seen the thing. Yeah, and it's it's that movie is so effective for first time viewers. Yeah, even like that print we had, which was like it was a super clean looking print, but it was definitely mm-hmm. uh, it was pink, super pink, but it didn't yeah. it didn't detract from which I think works for that movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. yeah. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad they were able to have it considering like COVID and like no one was doing anything. I saw like freaking uh, Dave. I saw like almost three David Lynch movies. Um, it yeah, was, like, I was there yeah. for that. The, oh, the yeah. Triple. The triple. Yeah, I couldn't stay for the last one. So I also dipped out on Lost Highway. <laughs> yeah, because cool. I love Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive and I'm kind of mixed on yeah. Lost Highway. So at like, I, I think it started at like eight. The first mm-hmm. movie was at like seven or eight. So like by the time we're watching Lost Highway, it's like one o'clock in the morning, which is like kind of the right time to watch yeah. that. But like I was like, I got it. I fell asleep. I was with a friend and he like woke me up. He's like, hey, do you want to go home? Like the movie's like halfway through and you're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah. It so was we so, just drove away. <laughs> it was really hot that night too. It was really like. Yes, it was. Dude, it was so hot. And yeah. like can't really like run your AC really like mm-hmm. for no like at all no. hours yeah no you can't that's it's just yeah. it's not happening you know yeah yeah i loved i loved the whole experience because i loved that they brought this big highest attended genre film festival to this kind of on the rocks drive-in mm-hmm. who like it was such a boon for their business where like they they, they were showing a ton tons of new stuff all the time but like to have like people flocking from the city out to this like kind of under under visited drive-in mm-hmm. to see like world premieres of films or like triple features and stuff like that and just like people like just lines out the door for the concessions like everyone just supporting this drive-in was amazing yeah like, and, and i never would like, have known about it if it wasn't for no that, i that lived years beyond fest. 15 minutes away from it and i never would have gone if mm. it wasn't for beyond fest and it was yeah, yeah it was awesome like in the height of the pandemic to be able to like social distance from people I had seen at other screenings that I'm not even like friends with, but like, I remember running into like Brian, mm-hmm. one of the programmers at the new Beverly. And I hadn't seen him since the year before. And I was like, Hey, like, what's up? How are you? Like uh, you, your job is closed. Like, how have you been? Like, it was just a good to like, see familiar faces that like I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Cause I would only see them at screenings. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was awesome. Dude, it was cool, yeah. I mean, yeah, considering all the stuff we went through in uh, 2020, it's, uh, you know, that was cool. That was cool, yeah. yeah. 
especially um uh, yeah did you have a favorite screening from that uh from from that series in particular gene i know you said you went to the david sure. lynch triple is there anything else that you were really into uh it was probably uh mulholland drive mulholland drive yeah. with that. oh uh for in general yeah just in general uh i love psycho gorman people have heard me say psycho gorman's great on this podcast that was a good double yeah, it was good, dude. I, what do they double it with? Arch Enemy, which I will stand up for and say mm-hmm. I'm a I fan of Arch Enemy. Right. I know, I know, Gene's mid on Arch Enemy. I think yeah. Daniel isn't real is better, but okay, I do yeah. dig and would recommend Arch Enemy to people. Yeah, uh, especially if you've ever <laughs> Ryan. Uh, this is kind of an inside thing for us, but uh, they filmed a ton of it at the LA Center Studios where we used to work. Oh. So, like the last office i ever worked in mm-hmm. was there and then the pandemic hit they closed that office and then i went to see this movie during the pandemic at a drive-in and like half the movie took place like in my office which yeah. is very weird uh that was a personally cool aspect of that film but yeah good double arch enemy and psycho gorman fun time i don't like psycho gorman that much you don't like psycho gorman <laughs> well you didn't see it at the beyond fest screening that's true i don't have which that is same, legit uh, why I, I like it probably yeah the, we did the, the uh, we did the at home premiere the draft house screen that's where, right like, you, you ordered like food. a psycho gorman box and mm-hmm. got a code to watch it uh that is yeah. still pretty cool that's though. cool dude yeah. yeah that's good yeah um yeah let's see let's see um yeah no it was a good year i'm just i'm glad we were able to have movies like that year because that was cool um yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the Armageddon that is the online ticket prices, which is like... Or the sales uh, of them, yeah. Sales, yeah. Not yeah so the prices much. are reasonable. Uh, mm-hmm. 15 bucks for like a triple sometimes. But yeah, yeah. yeah. ticketing will, has always been a nightmare. This year, though, it I was, was gonna say, smooth-ish. I think, it's, I think we should preface this whole segment by saying this year was the first time that I ever experienced a Beyond Fest ticketing thing that was not a total shit show. Yeah. Got everything I wanted. Yeah. Site didn't crash. Uh, everyone that I knew that wanted to go to stuff got everything they wanted, I think. Mm-hmm. I know there were some exceptions um, to people I don't even know, but like, uh, you know, among my friend group, I was like, hey, what do we want to go to and let's get it? And everyone got to go with, to, to all the yeah. stuff they wanted to. Yeah, dude. It was good. Um, Ryan, how do you feel about the tickets sometimes? Just kind of. Yeah, no, I think, uh, like Coyd said, this year's was. Was relatively smooth, and if I if I miss something, it's because I forgot to get tickets for like UHF. Like if I had tried that morning, I, I might have. Um, but yeah, historically, it's been uh, a mess. It's it's like trying to sign up for classes the day of right Absolutely. that morning. We were like, yeah, everyone like we so much so that like year after year we got progressively more sophisticated, or at least planned out like. Uh, a squad of people like all right i'm gonna try and get tickets yeah. to this i'm gonna try organize. to organize yeah. we'll try to get four and we'll come yeah. for that while you try to get four to this other screening yeah and then hopefully we'll all get it's lucky yeah so, yeah i guess that's like always have a squad to get it with that's that's yeah. always helpful yeah double yeah. team it it's like an operation which this year weirdly enough um almost we had too many over yeah. Yeah. uh yeah not only do we have too many tickets to things but i almost didn't get tickets to rrr Ooh. because I had my wife downstairs on my account for American Cinematheque signed in to like grab mm-hmm. tickets for a different screening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll get our, or you grab this other thing. Nice. And, and it, uh, we were both signed in and it updated with her stuff and like kicked oh. the RR tickets out of my cart. I was like, Oh shit. 
What, yeah. what was happening? So I was like yelling downstairs, like stop, stop, stop! Like, <laughs> I'll handle, I'll handle it. Yeah. It, typically, it wasn't that wasn't an issue in previous years. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it's it changes every year. Mm-hmm. Um, something worth mentioning too is not even Fandango, mm-hmm. a company that sells movie tickets, yeah, can handle the nope, the demand the for Beyond Fest tickets. Yeah. I think two years ago, they the or might have actually been 2018 or 2019. was. Off. Where, and they, where they were paper. like, yeah, uh, they were like, all right, we're gonna go with a big movie ticketing company to to handle our tickets for this year, and it was no. a fucking nightmare. It was terrible. Uh, yeah, it was bad. And yeah. they they've gotten better. Last year with the American Cinematheque website was pretty nightmarish. It was just like, just constantly like, you're just looking at that spinning circle, waiting for something to happen. Uh, there's like a timer on like how long a ticket can be in your cart before it kicks it out. And you're just sitting there waiting for it to update and you can't do anything and it times out and you just lose the ticket. And it's like, what? That sucks. But yeah, didn't experience anything like anything like that this year, which is great. Good. That's good. Uh, yeah. Um, usually, yeah, I try to get it with, uh, uh, you know, a group of people and it's always helpful. I was going to say couple goals though, Koi, couple goals. Uh, how so? What do you mean? Oh, you and your wife were trying to get the ticket. Oh, a couple goals. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it works out like to have someone in the same room or house as you who can like kind of coordinate with you. Cause it's yeah. one thing to be like on a Discord call or messaging mm-hmm. each other, like, hey, I got this. What'd you get? Uh, but to like be able to like, run downstairs and be like, stop, I got this. <laughs> I, uh, it's kicking me out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess let's go into like some of the films we saw. What are your favorite films of this year? Um, I know we all saw Shin Ultraman together, and eventually we all saw Halloween Ends. Uh, I, Ryan, do you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah. High, 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 high highlights. RR, of course. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Was a religious experience. I don't know because I think all of us had who had gone mostly, and you actually excluded. Um, had had seen the film yes i didn't see it in a theater then. or on netflix at home yeah and uh already fans and i think the majority of the theater like 80 percent of it had seen the film and the 20 percent who hadn't were were in for a wild ride because i don't know that it, that was a screening uh, i don't think i'll ever top kind of the energy of a crowd like that who uh well for context it was a imax screening of rrr at the Chinese theater with 900 people in attendance and the director of the film. So if, for people who have or haven't seen RRR, imagine that film in that screen with that audience. Mm-hmm. It's like unforgettable. Like was, people uh, were cheering and clapping dancing. the entire film, dancing. People went dancing. and danced in front of the screen. Like, yeah, sorry, Brian, I mean, interrupt. No, 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 that, that that's all icing. Uh, it was, it was just a great, great experience. And I can't, I don't know. There's no way I can, like over hyperbolize like just how, how, how much i love that that, <laughs> yeah. that experience was. Uh, i was sitting next to ryan during this screening mm-hmm. uh i believe it was it was definitely my first time in the chinese theater ryan mm-hmm. had you been there before yeah i was there for the force awakens oh, that's right that's right okay opening opening <laughs> night at 3 a.m <laughs> sitting next to you and during the intermission turning to you and being we're both like dumbstruck yeah, and your yeah. voice was blown out 
You had blown out your own voice from cheering every time Bean came on screen. Every time you're like, yeah, like every time. Yeah, was, there was a lot of yeah. There was a lot yeah. of oh, it was a bunch of guttural screaming coming. Or, Let's I, go. I don't couldn't control. I like I just watched Elvis, right? And they did the scene where yeah. all the girls are reacting yeah. to his, his dancing on the stage for the first time. And that oh, was yeah. like me was at that RRR. Was uh, I was going full Ric Flair every 10 seconds. Just yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. It was, there's nothing like that experience. Nothing like that movie, but that that experience in particular was like nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the like standing ovation at the end, the like everyone like clapping in sync to like the the outro song, like oh my god, people dancing to Natu Natu, like nothing else like it. It was yeah. uh it was it was amazing. If yeah. anybody has the chance to see that movie in a theater, yes. go see it in a theater. Yes, yeah. That's the way to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would agree as well. I'll concede to that. That was a. That was very. Uh, a lot of energy. A lot of energy. Yeah. It was like. It was like very. Uh, it was. Know. It was a concert. Yeah. yeah it was like it a was. Concert, it was like yeah. A, it was like the best three-hour concert I've ever been. Like to. a Queen concert, you know. It's great. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that's what going to go see Queen would be like, but yeah. like in a movie theater. Yeah. And it and and it'd be an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was cool. Man, yeah, we saw, yeah, we saw a lot together. We saw a couple screenings. Shin Ultraman. Shin Ultraman, yeah. If you guys want to go into yeah. that, we can, yeah. Movie fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, that screening in particular was like sold out show, bunch of tokusatsu nerds, just people ready for like some kaiju shit, uh, and it delivers. That movie absolutely delivers on on what you want. You know, uh, I didn't expect the full. 60s and 70s kind of not only kind of like way they shoot some of the sequences but like the score mm-hmm. i wasn't ready for like the classic like saturday morning cartoon vibe to it that was awesome that really played with the crowd mm-hmm. yeah uh, i was expecting more like oh shin shin godzilla they're gonna make this universe but like no it's yeah. gonna be sh- it's the shin universe sure uh, but like every yeah. every ip is gonna have what it's makes own... it uniquely it's so yeah. yeah 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 then they'll all cross together, and then we'll have like yeah. All those, I'm, I'm so uh, ready for you to take down Godzilla. I'm so ready for it, dude. Yeah. Just well, give me that. I don't <laughs> know if they're as big as him, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Oh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Evangelion, the yeah. last one coming to theaters sometime December, I think. December. December. Yeah, let's all get tickets. Uh, let's yeah, go let's all go see it. Yeah, let's go. It was, it's better than watching it at Amazon on two a.m. or something. Yeah. You know? Although that was fun. Uh, a couple of friends and I wa- we like got into Discord and synced it and watched oh. it together as it premiered on on Amazon, and that was nice. fun. Interesting film, but yeah, yeah Shin Ultraman's great. I loved. Uh, it's written by uh, Evangelion's Hideki Anno, and I believe it's directed by the gentleman who uh, co-directed with Anno Shin Godzilla. Correct. If I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Somebody who's worked with with Ano on a bunch of other stuff. So, if if you're a fan of the style of Evangelion, like the filmmaking style of it, like the editing and the sound design and and like kind of the um, tone of some of the characters, uh, you'll absolutely love Shin Ultraman because it. I was kind of worried going in, knowing that Ano was not directing it, that he was just writing it. That I was like, oh, is this not going to feel like how I want it to yeah. feel? But it absolutely does, and then some. Feel like you know his his kind of sensibilities, plus you know some kind of other things that I can feel are from that director specifically, the guy that actually did direct it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a ton of fun. Did not expect. I'm not an Ultraman guy at all, and I think I am now after seeing that. 
because I'd never seen any Ultraman stuff before, but now I like want to go back and watch a bunch of it and be like, like kind of just kind of engross myself in it because it, yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was like, it was, that was a fun screening too because everyone was like hyped. Yeah. I think like some of the Beyond Fest people are like, yeah, you kept bothering us for this movie and now you get to see it, you guys. Here <laughs> yeah, you when, go. When Grant did the intro, uh, he was like, uh, he's like, this is the one screening that we we're showing because you requested it. Yeah. The audience was like, please play Shin Ultraman. Yeah. It's like, he was like you don't will like this, this sell out. Yeah. He's like, I don't know anything about this. Will this sell out? And I it really... did. It sold out. Yeah. And like people were hyped for it. Uh, I will say the one negative experience, the negative aspect of the experience that I had was we were sitting in like the fifth or sixth row on the right side of the Aero Theater. And I'm a tall guy. But the tallest person in the room sat directly in front of me with a hat on, mm-hmm. and it is a subtitled a film. Was it like so, an obnoxious hat too? It was like a cowboy hat. It was, hat like, it was like... a beanie. It was one of oh, those okay. beanies that they wear like high, where uh, they kind of pull it up. And like so this. the whole movie subtitled. So I was like bobbing and weaving to like read the subtitles around this dude's fucking head. Yeah. And so that was. <laughs> yeah. Despite that, it was still a five star experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, because I was like, man, it's like he had like a 10-gallon hat. And it's like, you know. Yeah. Just there. <laughs> Fucking Doug yeah. Dimodome sat in front of me for the yeah, show. Right. Yeah, <laughs> He got his beer can hat. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Yeah. Yeah, Smitty Werven, Jaegerman, Jensen. That would be, uh, be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, Ryan, any thoughts on Shin Ultron? It was fun. It was uh, everything I thought it would be and more. I actually, I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't. Oh. I wasn't sure. Like Same with Cordy. Like, I have no... Uh, real reference point for Ultraman as a character. I just always thought yeah. he was kind of funny looking robot that, yeah, yeah. do the thing. Oh, uh, there you go. So like, yeah, it exceeded any expectations I had because I didn't really have any. I just had kind of Shin Godzilla to go off of, which I think is a blast. And of course, loving Ava. Um, and this was cool because it kind of, it, it did hit, you know, scratch the itch that that both of those those uh, shows and movie um, uh, gave to me. And I don't know. It, uh, it was its own thing. Uh, had a blast. Yeah. yeah. I love that it, it does scratch that itch, but also has all these other elements that are not in those, like mm-hmm. the really campy, silly stuff. Um, I really love the structure of it, that it felt oh. like three episodes of a television show. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. we're cool. like 40 minutes times, into the film. It's like, cool, it's there's like, more. Yeah. 40 minutes in, it's like, here's a brand new villain. And then they like resolve that villain by like the 80 minute mark. And you're like, yeah. okay, so the movie's done, right? It's like, here's another villain. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, they're, yeah. they're keep throwing shit it's in here. And it's like, it, dude. super it's entertaining. It's, it's what's yeah. cool is it also just hypes me up now for like, for Shin Common Riders. Yeah. To like, super great. I'm going to go into that with no expectation, but now I'll know that I really like Ava, Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman. And I want to see what of that is taken there and whatever they do. What other for, co- for common writer stuff that yeah. they put in? Yeah, that I have yeah. no context for either. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, um, like no, Power was... Rangers, I guess that'll mm-hmm. give me a little bit of a, yeah. a baseline. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, Chanel Trend, good. I'd recommend whenever it comes out here, everyone go see it because it's fun. It's yeah, it's just wacky and it's everything about Ono. Yeah, it makes them so great. Even if you can't see it in a theater, get some friends together and watch it at home. Because it's 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 raucous. There there's some like fun, like big crowd fun goofy moments that are like, like when he, when he when he shows up the second time I think, and he does that bicycle kick. 
mm-hmm. where he like spins yeah. backwards like super That's fast cool. and kicks uh. that thing in the air. It's like this is insane. Like yeah. this is not a Godzilla movie at all. This is a totally its own kaiju tokusatsu fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't say anything more about it. It's already been said. So I guess last topic on the recording. Uh, Halloween ends. Um, they showed it there at Beyond Fest. I guess that was the premiere. I think right. Possibly one of the premieres. It was the. So it was weird because it was like it's the it was the West Coast premiere, only by like an hour because they showed it at the Chinese theater at the same time. Oh, okay. So like that, it started at six p.m at the Legion theater for the beyond Fest screening, but then they had like the, like Universal Halloween movie, ends yeah. red carpet premiere at the Chinese theater, like at seven. Uh, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say. I think it spared us a Q and a that, yeah. that room, that room was not feeling that movie. That, that room is really cold after that movie. Uh, we saw, we saw, we saw Halloween yeah, kills there like? the prior year. Yeah. We had, you know, David Gordon green, mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis there. Um, uh, to kind of at least intro it, and then David Gordon Green stuck around after for a Q and A, which that movie had a warmer reception because there are things I think, especially in retrospect, at least a slasher movie. Yeah, there are. Th- I, I did not like Halloween Kills, uh, but after watching Halloween Ends, like I don't know how I feel. Maybe I do like Halloween yeah, Kills maybe, because yeah. at least it was a Halloween movie. I yeah, I like both of them. You know, I was uh, I was I like both Halloween and Halloween Kills. To clarify, not Halloween. Ends. Right. I was like, wait a second, what yeah. are we talking? Yeah. I th- I do still think 2018 is like, not only is it the strongest entry of the three, but it's also like the least divisive, right? Mm-hmm. There's like no question. It's like if you like slasher movies, you'll probably like 2018. Yeah. But there's just so many weird things and ends that like kind of go in the face of like not just everything they had worked towards for the last two films, but also kind of like the 44 year legacy of Halloween as a franchise. Where it's just kind of like, dude, this is you're making the wrong movie. Like, if you want to make this movie, you absolutely can, but to to have it be like the cap on your trilogy that you've built, yeah, it's like the most J.J. Abrams shit to me. Where it's yeah. like, you didn't know what you were doing when you started this, and that's fine. Yeah, but like maybe let somebody else who's a little more passionate about this take over and and do something that like doesn't even have to please a crowd. Just kind of at least, I would hope serves like services this franchise that has such a legacy. Like, and I'm not even a huge like legacy matters guy, but like to just make a movie that's like not a good end to your trilogy that you made mm-hmm. is just so strange. Yeah, there's like a there's like a tinfoil hat side of me that's like, and I'm hoping no one on that creative team was like, this is gonna be this is what we'll be talking about in ten years. Yeah, like they're gonna they're gonna talk about. Halloween ends. It's oh, just it like Halloween three. You know, Michael's not there. It's a different <laughs> movie. Like that, we were going for and that I, with Halloween ends. I honestly like think they were season going of the for witch. That. But you know why Halloween three works? Is there's absolutely nothing to do with the other movies, right? Yeah, and it's there wasn't like a setup thing. teasing a trilogy of yeah. a story, right? Yeah, there's there isn't a there isn't the trailer isn't the satisfying conclusion of the Halloween trilogy. It's like, hey, there's no Michael in this. That's yeah. the third Halloween movie. So but this, it's like, the the fucking trailer is the last ten minutes of the movie because they know they it's the even, only thing that ties yeah, it to it. Yeah, they don't even yeah. tell you that there's this Corey character who the whole no. fucking movie's about in any of the promotional stuff leading up to the release of the film. It's like, what the hell? What 
that's not like a oh you got me with something better that I wasn't expecting. It's like that's a total bait and switch. Yeah, well, it's like, but on the on the devil's advocate, it's like, how do you market that? I would say, you know, marketing wise, I don't know, Ryan. But it's like, don't even do it. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. don't have that be your if, product to market. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah honestly, maybe. maybe don't make it if it's if you can't if you can't figure out how to market a Halloween film mm-hmm. accurately, maybe don't make that movie. Yeah, that's just I'll just go. You can make the movie that they made, maybe not in this franchise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a weird decision. Which is and what honestly, people will be saying about season of the witch, right? Yeah, you know, thirty yes. years ago. But, which is yeah. like I'm annoyed because the tinfoil hat gets tighter around my head. Yeah, yeah. But I love season of the witch though. That's a good one. Yeah, it's, honestly, my favorite Halloween film Ooh, is, Hel- is, that, is Halloween three. That's a that's a hot take. But and if this, oh, if this was a standalone movie separate yeah. of the Halloween universe, and it was about some character named Corey who didn't had a terrible tragedy happen to him uh, and a child, right? Mm-hmm. And there was just some killer in a sewer that wasn't Michael Myers tied to these other two movies. And like, maybe it could exist as its own thing. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't have liked that movie either way. I don't think either. I don't think so. I, no, it's not even that it's it in made the context sense. Of, of Halloween that I like hate it more. I just didn't think it was a good movie outside of the context that it's supposed to be like the end to this trilogy that they've built. You know what I mean? There's just so many decisions in it that are like, what are we doing? But yeah. like, there's like a uh, somebody. Uh, I was talking to Alex yesterday, Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. a friend of ours. Okay. Uh, Gene, I believe you met a couple. Yeah, of times. yeah. Um, nice he 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 kind of put it in perspective for me. Where in Halloween 2018, <clears throat> Lori has effectively ruined her own life mm-hmm. because she's so paranoid that Michael Myers is going to kill her, despite mm-hmm. him having been in the in prison for 40 years. Yeah. Right. Hasn't been a threat for 40 years, mm-hmm. but she's been afraid of him her whole life. So much so that she's like, she lives in the woods. She's got all these guns in this film. Michael has this after Michael has escaped prison, killed her daughter and her son-in-law, as well as countless other people she knows and loves. And what is she doing? She's oh, making she write- pies. She's writing a book. Not, She's not hunkered down. She's not ready for him to come back. Yeah. Even though he's literally just out there and nobody knows where he is or when he could strike again. He's not in in Haddonfield. Yeah, she stayed within like a 30-mile radius of where he probably is and is just like not doing anything about it. Yeah. It's such a weird decision. It's especially after the character that they've established that Lori became in the yeah. last two films it's like yeah. why why wouldn't it's a, he reverse it's like a she's backwards a great character, character arc yeah mm-hmm. it's such a weird she's 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 coped with her trauma she's passed it it's like this is the least logical time for her to be okay with what's happening mm-hmm. her daughter got killed by this guy what she had been worried about came to fruition and he's still out there the last thing he did was murder 20 townspeople after they yeah. thought they had now is it. not the time to take the foot yeah. off the gas and start yeah. baking pie. And now she starts making fucking. <laughs> she's a grandma now. It's like, yeah. dude, what? It doesn't make any sense for the character that you've built for two films. Mm-hmm. It's so baffling to me. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, yeah, it's just you know, it kind of reminds me of like Jurassic World Dominion, where uh, regardless if you like Fallen Kingdom, regardless if you like or dislike Halloween Kills. It had a good hook for what the next movie would be. Fallen Kingdom, you know, showed us dinosaurs. We're going to be in the world. And then uh, they did a movie. About, the movie. 
It's yeah. about locusts, locusts, and that's kind of like Halloween, <laughs> Halloween ends, where it's just this movie, and it's it's just about something entirely different. Because I thought yeah. it'd be like Worry hunting Michael or the town hunting him, and he's gone for a bit. Um, you know, what's what's really crazy is like Halloween Kills ends the way that it does, and I don't love that movie, but there's only like 20 minutes of story left there, and you get that 20 minutes at the end of this film. But it takes place four years later. So like the, the the steam that they had built up from like the momentum of like the entire town trying to get this dude yeah. at the end of kills and he gets away. It's like it's this this bullshit like studio system thing of like we have to make a third movie. But the but the second movie like drives you to like the conclusion yeah. of that character and then just drops it. Yeah. Kind of similar to like I guess Halloween two, like the original Halloween two, which I'm not a huge fan of where no. there's like Sister, this epilogue yeah. of the first film in the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then there's like an hour and a half of like other nonsense. And then the end of the movie is like the end of that story. Yeah. And it's like, all you need here is the beginning and the end of this movie. Whereas with Halloween ends, all you really need is like, just slap the last 20 minutes onto the end of kills and disregard everything else. Mm-hmm. And you're good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. Yes, yeah. you know, there's not too much to talk about for Halloween ends. Um, I know my co-host might have liked it. Um, I'll have a conversation with him about that. But oh, no. um, I would love uh, to hear uh, someone else's thoughts who actually likes it because yeah, um, so far it, I don't know anybody that it, exists. <laughs> yeah, I'll say my brief thoughts. It goes first. It tries to do some interesting stuff in Haddonfield, making it like dairy from it where it's just this evil that's constantly uh, pursuing this town sort of uh, a lot of stephen king things and it's like yeah, you know that's cool that's cool uh, you know uh, but it's just you know there's just too much uh too much stuff that's just not executed well it's just like you know the 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 um you know things like the romance angle of like uh, you know, Lori's granddaughter and like the, you know, a spoilers, Corey, who is like the killer having this weird romance. It's on these motorcycles and there's these long, so many sides of motorcycles in the night. Sucks. And it's like, what, I'm like, what, what is Wrong this movie? Yeah. Like this is like from Twilight or like some sort of romance novel. And I'm like, what? I don't really want to I... see. I thought I thought Andy Matichak, the the <laughs> the actress who plays Allison, uh, Laurie's granddaughter, in in all three of the films, is really good in in 2018 and in Kills. And in this movie, I just got yeah. the sense that she really didn't want to do what she was doing. Yeah. Because there's so many scenes where she's like really forcefully like biting her lip mm-hmm. or trying to make like eyes at this Corey character. It's like and murderous it guy. So, it's so forced. It's yeah. like. It, I, I just felt like the character, like the actor, was like the, this character shouldn't be doing this, but has to because that's the the script. Yeah, I, I really got that feeling from it. It's like that just sucks, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, it, it's you know, you write you when you write female characters, you have to give them their own agency, and I felt like she really didn't have too much uh, in this movie, which no, is not at all. Yeah, yeah, it's this weird. I can change him. That's mm-hmm. the third Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. I can change him. That's what yeah, you want. Okay. Change Michael Myers. Ever since I heard about you killing that kid, I knew I had to find you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I knew you were different like me. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Halloween um, and 
Yeah. There it is. Oh, wait, it's over. It's over, guys. Uh, you know, maybe I'll revisit this, but it was just it. It just wasn't it for me. Uh, I know you guys had a very polarizing reaction, but yeah, this is kind of like like what the hell is that? Um, my favorite, maybe, my favorite yeah. take on the film is as we were walking out, there was like another guy like meeting up with his group of friends who had just all finished watching the film, and he goes, "Evil sucks tonight." Yeah, that was, that was there. Yeah. I was like, there it is. That's it. I was I was watching it outside AMC Burbank, and I was like, "Evil." I was like, everyone was like yelling, "Evil dies tonight," which I know, I know you guys it's don't people really meme, care for that. People meme on it, yeah. Yeah, it's it is kind of it was at least it was an interesting crowd to see. Yeah, like, uh, yeah I don't know. It reminded me of like Rise of Skywalker, where people didn't know how to react. Kylo Ren makes out with Ren. People are like. And then it just kind of I, yeah. Stopped. I think a lot of people, you see a lot of takes on Letterbox of people being like, "This one's going to be divisive," and I, I, when I see that, I'm like, "Do you just not know how to like comprehend mm-hmm. what happened?" Yeah. Like yeah. they just because like I, I understand it. It's 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 very weird mm-hmm. that this is what the movie is. Yeah. So like some people definitely see it and are like, "I don't know what to do with this." Yeah, <laughs> and kind exactly. of just clap at it, like you said. Yeah. So, Whatever. But, yeah. Um. But I guess that kind of closes out for right now. Holy nuts. Let's end on a high note. And on a high note. Uh. You know, guys, we're kind of a little pressed on time, but like, let's let's give our favorite Beyond Fest memories. Anything just off the cuff. Um. In a Predator screening a few years Ooh. ago. Okay. That that cool. Arnold intro and, and Bill Duke was there, and I'd never seen Arnold talk. Oh. And he must have taken like 30 or 40 minutes when he only really needed 15. But yeah. like, there's a reason that man was elected governor. He, he can control our room. Talk. It was yeah. great. He was, he was this most charming and funny guy. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Predator is awesome. Mm-hmm. Happy to watch that anytime it's around. Yeah. Predator uh, is great. My favorite action movie. Uh, a big favorite screening of mine was a Tom Atkins triple feature, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Halloween three night of the creeps and the fog with a Q and a by the man himself afterwards. Really, awesome. really fun. He's such a pleasant human being. And the Q and a was a lot of fun. Uh, that was great. Sold out Egyptian screening. Everyone was, they handed out Tom Atkins uh, masks where it was like a popsicle stick with a cut out of his face from night of the creeps on it and had everyone hold them up to their face as he walked into the room. So he walked into the screening and everyone was him. <laughs> and like, it, he was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. That sounds fun. I would chugged love- a, he chugged a Miller. He did. Uh, he Miller chugged a Miller Light on stage. Yeah. Big yeah. Pittsburgh guy. So he's like, oh, I got to chug Miller Light. <laughs> it was I awesome. Would, I would have loved to go to both of those screenings. That sounds really fun. Arnold, it was the first too. time I'd seen Night of the Creeps. And Night oh, of the same. Creeps fucking rules. Yeah. Nice. Fun time. Never seen it, but totally recommend. Mm-hmm. It would be cool. Yeah. I like that. The Thrill me. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah. Favorite Beyond Fest screening. Uh, man, I've been to so many. I've been to so many. Um, I think uh, seeing an early screening of Arrival, like a month or two before. Oh, that's yeah. right. I remember that. Yeah. It just it was like I just got in free screening. That was one of my first free screenings for there, and uh, you know I really enjoyed that movie. That's a good. Didn't even I might have worked that one, Gene. Because I was oh. in the publicity department at that oh. at that time, yeah, I might have been there. You might, I might have put a wristband on your on your maybe, arm. Yeah, maybe I met you before I even know. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I love about about Beyond Fest is the fact that they premiered Arrival. Like they they'll just pull these films out of nowhere where it's like a huge studio release that's like two months out, and it's gonna play the night after like Dario Argento comes and introduces Suspiria. You know what I mean? Like they did. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck what was it like oh never mind 
<laughs> yeah. No, but I, that's just I just love that. It's great. Yeah, I, I yeah, I really enjoy oh, them. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. They uh-huh. they did a premiere for Parasite with mm-hmm. Bong Joon Ho like three months before he won the Oscar. Like that was amazing. Yeah, they were they were just that. like, let's fucking have him here and have a sold out Egyptian crowd watch this movie for the first time. And it's yeah. like that's amazing. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. Beyond Fest, I, I think that's what makes it so magical. Just the um just the, the spectrum ability. of things yeah. you can see. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have the pretense that I feel like surrounds a lot of festivals. And not to talk down on, on no, no. the other ones either. But it's yeah. just like mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you're gonna see a rival just because somebody at the cinematech knew a guy. Yeah. You all get to experience this with a crowd of like minded individuals as yourself who yeah. are gonna also, eat this up. Weirdly enough, for being the biggest genre film festival in Los Angeles, it feels does not feel like an industry film festival, like yeah. like a TIFF or a Toronto. Like 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 a, Toronto is like a market festival, right? Yeah. Like people yeah. are going to I sell like their films. This does not feel like that, mm-hmm. you know. Like film appreciators. Obviously, those kind of those kind of things happen, but it's a lot of like this is for people who want to go see these movies as opposed to people who want to acquire them and sell them. Yeah, like, which is it's such a different atmosphere. Yeah, it really is. It's just like you know, just film fans. Yeah. yeah. This is cool. But yeah, um, I think that sums it up perfectly, dude. Um, I don't think of anything anything else to say. Um, definitely. Do you have a favorite from this year that you'd want to recommend people seek out when it comes out, like a new movie coming yeah, up? Because sure. I have a couple. Sure, yeah. Let's yeah, let's just do some quick recommendations because I saw like I saw a lot. Um I think my favorite obviously is Shin Ultraman, but I would recommend like something in the dirt. We all saw that together yep. more. I was gonna yeah, I'll, I'll double up on that. that. Yeah, movie is so- fantastic very good uh my favorite benson and moorhead film that i've seen is absolutely Ooh. something in the dirt um oh, yeah. highly recommend especially if you're a weird la nut yeah <laughs> like, like also the movie are. costs about 50 grand to make yeah wow. which is remarkable yeah they're making that budget back they're making so that. engrossing yeah, it's so engrossing uh yeah big big fan of that movie uh not so, that not that this little new company disney needs a plug but werewolf by night is a lot of fun especially uh in this month i don't know you know separate it from the entire marvel universe if you'd like it's just a fun fun little monster movie yeah on the opposite uh, end of the corporate spectrum uh i would recommend a movie i don't think either of you have seen called a wounded fawn Mm. uh, which is travis stevens uh it's his latest film uh previously did uh the girl on the third floor which i did not like and Jacob's Wife, which I was also mixed on. Uh, I thought A Wounded Fawn is his best movie. Um, it's very weird. Um, it's it's kind of like a combination of this year's Fresh. I don't know if you guys saw that on Hulu, um, which is also great, and I highly recommend. It's a mixture of that film and Evil Dead 2. Mm. And I think it works really well on both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, very weird to have a movie like very directly reference Evil Dead 2 and it work for me uh i usually something like that might be kind of cringy or derivative or just not work but it really worked for me um because it's kind of shot through this it's shot on 16 millimeters so it looks really cool it's like really Mm -hmm. moody uh it kind of has like um almost like a jodorowsky aesthetic to it so like having that lens on an evil dead 2 mania yeah. Uh, was was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. Highly recommend. And it's like yeah. a it's like a two person film too. It's one of those. It's it's really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude, exactly. Uh, some good recommendations, guys. This was, well, this is cool. It's also just good to finally have you guys on, uh, especially for Bandfest. Yeah. Fest. Yeah. It was great. Anytime you guys want to chat, mm-hmm. I'm always down. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We kind of do any, like, anything you want to plug, any sort of, like, social media or not, you know, wherever you guys are comfortable. I'm like, with. I'm like Mads. I'm, uh, I'm not an online person. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> Ryan and I are both non line people. Oh, okay. I just made that up. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't use any social media. Uh, I work for the internet and I'm not even going to plug that because I find us on letterbox. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. What is your letterbox? Uh, oh, it's my name. Coid Gray. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. If yeah, if you find Coid, look in Coid. his friends list and find, find me. I don't know my, my name on letterbox right now. Oh, I'll good. check. <laughs> it's just Ryan heckle or, right. sna- or snack Panther. I think also there comes up. That's a yeah. Good one. I think if you type in XCGWPX, I think that's technically my username. But I think if you just search my name, it'll come up under yeah. users. I, I, um, I don't. I don't know anyone else called that name. Yeah, follow yeah. us on there if you like. Follow any us for uh, shit we said today. Any of the stupid shit or some low effort puns? When I want to leave a negative review for a movie, <laughs> by all means, check right. that out. <laughs> Ryan's reviews of films he does not like are my favorite. Uh, perfect example. Halloween ends up being ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't read that letterbox. Yeah, he has some good ones. Or uh, his recent Hellraiser review. Hell nah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that uh, was a VFS also. That was a VFS greeting. Oh my god, uh, kind of mixed on it. All the Cinevite stuff is fun. All the human stuff sucks. What yeah. can you do? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll watch yeah. a sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'll be there for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go watch have, the Night House. Yeah. Night, <laughs> House Hell Ranger. Night House is a better Hellraiser. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. You have some good letterbox and good comments, too. Good comments. Follow Gene. Follow Gene yeah. on letterbox. Yeah. Just Gene Versa. Um, but yeah, please, uh, yeah, check out all those things and download letterbox. Um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Gene9892. Uh, you could follow the Waffle Press at the Waffle Press podcast on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Um, like, share, subscribe. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. <laughs>